1: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Talk, talk, talk to me, yeah. Yeah. Acclaimed journalist uh, Mark Hinton with us this morning as well as uh, TVNZ's uh, Guy Havelt. Uh, I'll start with you, Guy. Uh, good morning to you. Uh, you were one of the co-hosts of the, uh, the Black Clash, which uh, it was at the, the Bay Oval. It seemed as if uh, it was a raging success.
2: Morning, Smitty. Morning, Mark. Uh, yeah, it, it was. It was, um, I think, probably the best one yet. Uh, partly because of the crowd. The crowd was just loving every second of it. It was absolutely packed into Bay Oval, which, as you know, Smitty, is is fast becoming one of the best grounds in the country in terms of cricket anyway, uh, on a beautiful night. And, you know, the likes of Tom Walsh, Kieran Reid, um, you know, showed their, their prowess in terms of cricket, and then we we saw the return of Shane Bond, and he got ramped by Brendan McCullum. Um, you know, there was some great cricket, and I've, i you know, it's one of those events that that some people love to hate uh, and vocalise their hate of it. But you know, and and I'll go right back to the start. I I, ne- I didn't watch the first one. I, I was kind of like, oh, this might be a bit naff, and then I watched the second one, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then obviously, I've been involved in the last two. I'm probably slightly biased, but um, it's just a bit of fun. It's really all it is. It's a bit of fun watching some of New Zealand's sporting legends um, trying their hand at cricket and then seeing some cricketers of yesteryear having, having another crack. Um, yeah, I thought it, was, thought it was a great night.
1: Mark Hinton, does it, uh, does it spin your wheels or you, you look at it and think it is what it is and just enjoy it uh, yeah. while it's on?
0: Well, a bit of both, maybe. I've got to say, uh, I'm a bit of a sceptic for these kind of created sporting events, these kind of celebrity um, things. You know, we've, we see it across a few different sports and often it, they had a bit of a flat note for me, but um, I agree with Guy. I, I actually watched the game. It um, uh, was sort of channel hopping a bit and then was almost transfixed watching it. I think it worked. I think it was a real success. And the numbers at the game and the TV numbers are the key things here and they're both huge. Um, Obviously, there's a massive crowd there, but the TV ratings, I know last year were off the charts and they're probably yet to come in for this year, but I'm sure they were very good again. Look at Smithy, it achieves the balance for me. There's that kind of, um, you know, celebrity wow factor of seeing people a little bit outside their comfort zones or people kind of in in, uh, sporting sort of situations we're not used to seeing them but it was also just a great contest it really was I mean it it, it did work for me you know and whether that was a little bit created or not I don't know I don't know if the cricket guys kind of take it a little bit easy but to see Kieran Reid and Will Jordan backing so well as Guy mentioned Tom Walsh you know big burly guy and his and his (laughs) efforts I mean it, it, it. it was just fascinating and it was entertaining, so it ticked all the boxes um, for me. And I've I got to say, I was a skeptic coming in. I hadn't watched any of the previous ones, only in little little bits and pieces. But I sat through this one, and look, look, if they could continue to 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 perform at a level like this, you know, in terms of the actual cricket, it will stay on the map. And and look, wow, the comment about guys. Role. I thought he was a brilliant balance between those ACC commentary guys who are on another planet, <laughs> those guys. They're very entertaining <laughs> in their own right. And got, Guy brought the appropriate professionalism just to balance out that kind of zaniness. So an enjoyable product all, all around, Smitty. Yes, very kind of like you, Mark. Well Thank you. I'll,
2: if I, I'll, I'll just jump in there, Smitty. One One thing I'll say off the back of what Mark says, I think what they do well compared to maybe other celebrity games is that they do actually make sure that they can play cricket. Uh, and I think that's quite important. It's not just uh, it's not just getting celebrities together for the sake of it and, and, and hoping that they can play. They know that these guys are able to roll their arm over the They know that some of them are able to swing the bat. And so it actually makes for a decent sporting watch while they're not exactly professional players, if that all makes sense. So I think they've got that balance mm-hmm. right. Um, but yeah, thank you, Mark, for your comments. I appreciate that.
1: Well, if that rated very well, and obviously uh, it sounds like it did, which is great. Um, American television, and particularly for football fans, would have rated through the roof yesterday because uh, they're at quarterfinal stage, though they were. Uh, the last of the two were played yesterday. It's been an amazing uh, four rounds. And the, the game uh, yesterday, the last game between the Chiefs and uh, the Buffalo Bills, was, was one right out of the box. Yes,
2: I'm not a massive NFL fan, Um but I, as Mark probably knows, I spend a bit of my time on Twitter. Uh, and when Twitter starts lighting up with, with people who do also don't watch NFL and are getting right into it, then you know you've probably got to switch it on at least for the end. I managed to do that for two games um, over the weekend. And yeah, you're right. I, I mean, they they just seem to be able to bring some, some insane level of excitement. Uh, and... It, you know, for a while there, I thought Tom Brady was going to do it again, and he probably should mm. have. They, they they blew it towards the end. They probably, I don't mean him, it really, really wasn't his fault in the end, but, you know, they, they, they actually should have got it done in the end, Um, and wouldn't that have been remarkable? But, yeah, four games that have gone down to the wire, Uh, the NFL just, just seems to be able to do it time and time again.
1: Mark Hinton is with us, uh, along with Guy Havelt this morning. We'll take a, a short news break uh, with Trudy, and then we come back. Have a look at, uh, we've got a couple of favourites at the Winter Olympics coming up. How damned exciting is that? Uh, here's Trudy. Big Opinions, the panel. Uh, Guy Havelt and Mark Hinton uh, with us this morning. And Mark, uh, I, I don't know how, how over the top or, or au fait you are, should I say, with your backside stomping or your melon grabbing, but if you're going to write articles about the Winter <laughs> Olympics coming up, you might have to be, my friend. Nico Porteus, Zoe Sadowski-Sinnett are favourites in their respective events. And, man, are they uh, going in at the right time because they are at the peak of their powers, it seems. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Love- but, um, there's no doubt about it. These two kids, I call them kids, but, you know, young athletes, young uh, young sports people, um are two of the hottest properties in New Zealand sport at the moment, and they should be getting us all excited about winter sports, and particularly the Winter Olympics coming up in Beijing, because mm-hmm. these two are legitimate gold medal contenders. We've just seen them take um, three gold medals between them from the X Games in Aspen, which sets the scene beautifully for Beijing, doesn't it? And listen, you know, I just, I've just gone through the process of doing the um, Helberg evaluations. I'm a judge on the panel, and you know, there's a lot to sift through. These these two, with uh, you know, I guess, kind of, we might call it esoteric, because we don't really watch a lot of winter sports as a rule in New Zealand. But these two are legitimately right up at the top end of New Zealand sport now, with what they're achieving now on a consistent basis, um, and 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 they may go to the next level in Beijing. Uh, uh, Nico Porteous, the um, freestyle skier, he won gold in Aspen, and of course, uh, Zoe uh, Sadowski, Sinet. Won double gold and I think won the overall um, athlete of the of the X Games and Aspen's with her um, style big air uh, snowboarding. So, two two people that New Zealanders need to get across, absolutely have to get across because you are going to be hearing a lot about them, you are going to be reading a lot about them. What they do is a little bit different. This is the new wave of winter sport. It's not just skiing through uh, poles, smithing. It's you know doing stuff artistically, doing stuff you know, with judging components. I mean, it really is very interesting. And I, I think they're about to educate 5 million New Zealanders because it's time to get excited.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, we've, we've undervalued uh, the Winter Olympics and uh, the commercial side of it, etc. Guy Havelt, uh, I, I think PBNZ um, in particular are going to be running some serious stories about these two and uh, perhaps some stories behind the scenes as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Jordan Offit's going over there for us. I think she leaves in a couple of days, so she'll be hard at work, not only following them, but you know the likes of Alice Robinson and a couple of others as well. I mean, think back to, to probably what, two, three Winter Olympics ago, all we would have been and this is no disrespect to them, but all we would have been talking about was the Wells Brothers. Now we're talking about a range of different Kiwi athletes who are genuine chances of going over to Beijing and winning medals. And Like Mark says, I I feel like this should be the norm for New Zealand. You know, we've got some great mountains in New Zealand. We've got some great um, facilities available to us. Um, And, and, you know, we should be doing big things on the winter stage, and we finally are. Um, And, and, you know, as I say, we've got genuine chances of bringing back not only one or two medals, but but probably a handful at that. Uh, And that's a very exciting prospect. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not a big winter guy myself. Don't really hit the slopes at all, but... um, it's one of those things that whenever the Winter Olympics rolls around, I'll, I'll be in front of the TV trying to watch as much as I can, and, and um, uh, the, the time zone is actually pretty good at what are Beijing, I think five hours behind or something, so it should, there should be a yep. lot of events that we should be able to watch early in the evening or late into the evening um, and, and see some Kiwis win, win some big medals and do some great things on the world stage.
1: Guy, we're getting to the business end, of course, of the Australian Open. Here we are at the start of the second week, and uh, what has uh, caught your attention uh, on either side of the draw? There, I've got to be honest,
2: Smithy, Not a lot. Uh, I've struggled with it this time. Ash Barty's been absolutely unbelievable uh, and should waltz through to take that title. She is just a phenomenon at the moment, uh, and I love watching her. Uh, I, I. But outside of that, yeah, not not a lot. Um, I think it's been quite disappointing. Uh, I think we're we're possibly seeing. Uh, the next five, ten years. Uh, now I'm probably now talking more of the men's side, but but possibly relates to the women as well. I know in the women you have got radikanu and, and, and hopefully Barty can go a little bit longer. Um, so you've got some people there who might might be able to go for a few more years, particularly radikanu, But in the men, you know, we, we very soon we'll lose Djokovic, Federer, and Nadal in one foul swoop, and um, I I think that's a concern. I, I don't. None of the other guys who are coming through. is a very good player, but I don't find him that exciting to watch. Sits a pass uh, is good and good, and, but can be a bit flaky at times. Uh, I think we're going from, from a period of absolutely phenomenal viewing in terms of men's tennis to um, not a lot, and uh, that disappoints me, and I think we've seen a glimpse of it at this, this Australian Open.
1: Are you worried about tennis, Mark, in your own way of thinking?
0: No, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a tennis fan. It was my sort of number two sport as a kid and I've always sort of followed it. Um, I, I think we are going to see, as Guy touched on, a little bit of the end of the era scenario in the men's game particularly and in the women's with the Williams sisters and uh, mm. sort of now sort of on their way out. So, uh, you know, we always worry about these things and where's the next wave going to come from, but inevitably sport produces them. Uh, the next guys come through. There are some exciting young players. This guy... You know, on the men's side of it, you know, Berrettini, the big Italian, the big hitter, um, Shapovalov, Tsitsipas um, uh, you know, the Canadian, all-gear, all Alassane, or however you say his name, look, it's a bit tricky, uh, but he's a <laughs> hell of a player. I mean, there are some good young players coming through. Um, it's just that they, you know, they're not yet at the level of those ones. But look, the old guy, while well, he's still in the draw, Rafael Nadal, and has the chance to uh, go one ahead of our old mate, Novak Djokovic, I think, You know, there is plenty of interest still in this Australian Open on the men's side, you know, and and you have to think in the dull, um, mid-the-dead final looks on. Um, The woman's, you know, and and on the woman's side of it, Ash Barty, you've got to love her. A real Aussie battler that really rings the most out of herself and it looks wide open now for her to to win another major on her home court, so... um, um, yeah, the women's side perhaps not as captivating for me as the men, but I will be following Ash Hardy. Look, the, the next wave will come through. It may take a year or two, Smithy, but this is sport, and sport always comes up with the next champion.
1: Well, speaking of that, Mark Hinton, uh, we've lost the champion at number four for, in Ross Taylor and the Black Caps batting lineup. There is speculation I'm hearing that uh, Kane Williamson's elbow is still an issue. There is a possibility Kane Williamson and Ross Taylor may not play at three and four for us. Uh, that would be the first time in, like, forever we didn't have either of them. So how are we looking all of a sudden against South Africa, Mark?
0: A big blessing, especially when they uh, South Africa come I'm not sure of the strength of their squad they'll bring, but that was a great um, series result they had against India. Um, perhaps we've been kind of a little bit writing the South Africans off, but that showed when... When their minds and their uh, are attuned, and when they're you know everything's running well for them, they are still a very very good cricket team. And there's World Championship um, te- uh, Test uh, points at stake, so it's an important series for the Black Cats. Look, without suddenly without Taylor and if Williamson doesn't make it, that is a concern. Look, you've got a guy like Henry Nichols at five, who who's an absolute you know mainstay of the batting lineup now. But you know he's he's inconsistent still. You know, so who comes in? Well, for me. I think Glenn Phillips becomes now the the guy, you know, his next cab off the rankers. And Smithy, you follow the game a lot closer than I do, but just seems taking the pulse of cricket at the moment. Glenn Phillips seems to be the guy likely to step in and get his chance. You know, he hasn't played a lot of red ball cricket, has he? So if he's the guy that's coming in, you've got Devin Conway, of course, who will shore up that sort of three and four area as well. We all know how good he is. Um, but Glenn Phillips, a lot of pressure on him. And 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 Nichols, I believe, even though he will definitely be there, he needs to continue to produce runs on a consistent basis. So that top five um, is to me a major concern going into this South African series. And can Glenn Phillips, I guess, um, cement a spot in, in there as the as the heir apparent to Ross Taylor?
1: Okay, well, it's uh, interesting from you, Mark. Uh, thanks for that, uh, guy. Um, you, you, I would imagine we'll be looking at this very closely as well, particularly if the uh, Williamson thing does uh, come to fruition where he is unable to play. It's still two to three weeks away that uh, South Africa are here. But uh, what's your take on it?
2: I saw Kane Williamson in the weekend at the Black Clash. He was sitting on a, a, as a fan. He seemed, seemed happy. I, I didn't ask him about the elbow. I'm sure he, he gets, uh, you know, as a junior I probably should have. But he was there as a fan. So I didn't want to interrupt him too much. Um, Look, uh, yeah, this is an interesting one, isn't it? Uh, it's similar to the tennis thing. You lose three of the greats and then you wonder where the next person's coming through. Uh, same situation here. You lose Ross Taylor, obviously, permanently now. You lose possibly Kane Williamson, as you say, and, and that opens up a bit of a gap. Um, I, think, I think Mark might be right. Maybe Glenn Phillips is one who, who comes into the frame. I wonder whether they might finally give someone like Dane Cleaver a go. Uh, he's been very good now in domestic cricket for some time. I wonder if he could slot in there, or whether they look at, at, at someone like Daryl Mitchell, who I know would usually probably bat a little bit down the order, but has shown that he is more than up to the task of, of, of batting in a test match, and I think could probably fill that role uh, fairly well. Or do they do they start blooding, and this is a massive call, but do they start blooding someone like Ravindra higher up, um, in that role, I'm not sure whether that's the best idea, but I, I wonder whether they might possibly try that out. So, look, they've got a few options, um, but as both you and Mark say, uh, I don't think, with all due respect, any of them really match up to to a three-four of of Williamson and Taylor. Uh, Williamson replaced by Conway is is, is fantastic and, and doesn't worry me too much, but yeah, that that four spot uh, you do start to you do start to get a little bit concerned, Smitty. Really.
1: Okay, uh, Guy Havelt there with his thoughts, Mark Hinton, as well on a number of issues. Thank you very much, gentlemen.